It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Darren and Needle will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Warrior song. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Rahapa podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Lita. How are you doing, Lita? I am good. It is September, which means that even though it is uh, almost 90 degrees here in D.C., I am defiantly drinking hot beverages and wearing warm socks because it is fall. Okay. And that means that it's the best time of the year because it's almost Christmas. <laughs> but what, isn't, wouldn't Christmas be the best time of the year? No, because now I have three months to look forward to Christmas, and in between, I get Halloween and Thanksgiving which are my two other favorite holidays. Also, to be clear, I don't actually celebrate Christmas. I just like all of the um, like festive things around the city. You like the build-up to the build-up. Yeah, exactly. Because the actual thing is nothing for my family, um, mm-hmm. especially because this year it falls uh, on Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah, rather, falls on... Wait, yeah. Christmas falls over Hanukkah. Um, so there's really going to be no Christmas celebration. But I like to see all of the uh, garlands and baubles and uh, hear the Christmas music that I'm not sick of because I don't know any of these songs. Well, there you go. Uh, we are here to talk about the American Ninja Warrior uh, Vegas Finals Part 2, Stage 1, Episode 14. Uh-huh. Yes. It's very succinct. Yeah. Um, and I have, I have some problems. Okay, you've got qualms. Yeah, I I still like the course. I I I do. Uh, There were some there were some good moments, but uh, I I had some problems with uh, with some of the choices made. Okay, do you want to talk about broad themes now, or do you want to just address them as they come up? We'll get them as as they go here. Okay. Uh, I can say first and foremost uh, because he deserves the spotlight here. Chris Wolcheski completely absent from the episode from both episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, he unfortunately went down on the double dipper, but we uh, saw nothing of Chris Wolcheski. Yeah, he wasn't even. Was he montage? I don't remember seeing him. Not at even all. montage. Just wow. completely not even in the episode. It's the first time that's ever happened to him. That's wild. Yeah. I, but like, what could possibly be the reasoning? They made such a big deal out of him last year. They did. And uh, then nothing, nothing here. Better get to almost dying again, Chris. 
Um, I, I don't think, I don't think, did we even see, I don't think we saw his run in qualifying no, or finals didn't. either. No, we didn't. Cause I remember asking if he was competing this year. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what, what's happening there. You gotta um, have another near death experience. I, I guess so. Um, so that's let's let's get that off my chest real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Apart from that, though, we will get into the course here. Uh, obviously, it's the same course as last time. Archer Alley followed by spin your wheels, double dipper, jumping spider, tire run, warped wall, diving boards and the twist and fly. Uh, tire run. Big problem here. Uh, last time it seemed to be the diving boards. This episode, it seemed that tire run was really the make or break point. Yeah, I guess they like to separate it out into sort of like one problem obstacle per episode as sort of like a focal point to build the the uh, the montages or whatever around. Do you think that's true? Um, probably. I mean, it's like, just yeah, from a storytelling perspective, it's a theme of, you know, uh, you know, like uh, they kind of queued it up with Najee last episode and then it was mm-hmm. like, it's a problem. Yeah. They also um, didn't have an exactly equal number of finishers, even though they could have. Yeah. Between the two episodes, it was 12 and then 14, I think. Well, that's probably true to form that, the you know, the back half of the athletes probably are more successful than the front half. Yeah, but they don't air this in the order that they run, right? No, not necessarily. But I yeah. think, you know, overall, still try to have that sort of basic theme. Yeah, I guess this episode had a lot more, um, not a lot more, but it had some a larger percentage of like the big stars that everybody's looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, it's the same sort of like rhythm that they have within the episodes where they start off with not many people finishing. And then by the end, like lots of people are finishing and they're montaging finishers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we start the episode with Caleb Bergstrom, baby yes, face of the baby Bergies fame. Yeah. People, he says people think he's 14. Okay. I when mean, they see his face and they hear him talk. What is he like? 19? Um, don't sure. Remember. Yeah, he's he's like 19, whatever he is. It's, it's a lot like 19, which is basically 14. Yeah, I feel like if he was older than 19, he probably would have said an age older than 14. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I don't think he looks that young. But this was another thing where they did like the, the joint package of him and his sister. And then so that they only had to show one of their runs. Yeah. And he did pretty well. I mean, he got all the way to the diving boards before going down. And really the only person I remember falling on the diving boards uh, in terms of their full run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I am uh, not sad to be losing the baby burgies. I wish that they would stop doing acro in their packages. That'd be a nice thing to do. (laughs) Then we had Nick Hansen. Uh, Nick Hansen here. They talked about how he has timed out the last like three seasons or so, and that uh, it's going to be a tricky one. Yeah, he and Jesse LeBrec have the same curse on them, mm. where they yeah. like definitely can finish, but just are just short every time. And he's doing well. He's doing pretty well until the diving boards, where he just kind of like uh, like uh, just face plants into it has to like hold on and then get up and spends a lot of time um getting back up on the diving board and getting off of it which means that he is short on time by the time he gets to twist and fly you know that's been in his head that he's worried about time and so he kind of rushes the uh the twist and fly transfers and unfortunately will fall on the cargo net well there's not many diving boards in alaska probably so probably understandable then we got to Taylor Amon, who uh, was inspired by Jesse Graff and Megan Martin to become a, a fitness model. Yeah. And uh, because she was a pole vaulter, it's the natural pole vaulter fitness model pipeline. Yeah. Uh, 
Good on Taylor Amon. Yeah, but she's actually like super tall and like probably could have been a model anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this seems like a natural progression for her. Doesn't even need to be fitness model, to be honest. No, like you could just be a regular model. Megan Martin, 5'3", probably like found her, found her niche there. Taylor Amon's like, what, 5'7", five, 5'8"? Five, mm, yes. Uh, just, just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She could uh she could be a rocket. You have to be at least five seven to be a rocket. Not that I've checked. Um Rockettes, they're the the girls that stand in the line and kick, you know? <laughs> it's just randomly. Just, no. They like to line up and kick. They perform at like Radio City for like Christmas. They they do like kick lines. Man, go, I go I really rocket. thought I'd know. No, Google Rockets. Um, it's, it's a thing. Um, but you have to be at least 5'7 to even audition, uh, which is uh, pretty messed up, if you ask me. Also, the first question that comes up is, oh, how much does a Rocket make a year? They, they do not to, make very much. They'll need to be the same height. That's the problem here. No, they don't need to be the same height. It all goes these, from... Sh- all the images I'm seeing are very <laughs> similar heights here. It goes from... Well, that's because if you're a minimum of 5'7", there aren't that many girls that are much taller than that. Well, I mean, that's um, kind of... Look, if they were varying in heights, I feel like the effect would be ruined. Well, so the way that kick lines work is the shortest girls go on the end and then tallest in the middle. Uh, so it because it's a gradual change, it doesn't look... Uh, too different from the audience, especially because they're on a stage and the audience isn't. They should intentionally get somebody really tall in the middle and then slowly go down on the sides. That's, I think, what they do. No. That's the same thing that I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying they should get, like, somebody that's, like, six foot oh. in the middle and then, like, go an <laughs> inch down all the way yeah. down until, like, uh, you got to somebody who's, like, five foot. Yeah, I agree, because then I could be a rocket. There you go. Um, so, uh, Taylor, you know, I was, I was hoping she'd do well here, but, uh, not quite the case. Um, she was doing well up until she gets to the jumping spider, very solid run, but, uh, she overshoots the trampoline and, uh, her feet just go straight through and she goes down into the water. Yep. Easy mistake. We've seen a lot of people, especially rookies have trouble with trampolines. Yep. So. I believe in her being like one of these women that we really keep an eye on in a couple of years. I mean, we didn't really have Jesse Graff on our radar her first year either. Well, speak for yourself. Okay. Well, I just mean she wasn't like the one the first time she she went out there. Speak for yourself. Okay. Sorry. Jesse Graff in the chicken costume. I was all about it. Oh, wow. I actually forgot about the chicken costume. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I wasn't really uh, wrapped up in the American Ninja Warrior media <laughs> at the time. Um, next up was Casey Suhaki, the original guy with a grandpa. And his grandpa is there. Yes. And you know that you have to have your grandpa there as a good luck charm if you have a grandpa. Exactly. Because he is going to finish the course. He uh, he talks about how he built a house with his wife. Yeah. The, he says that, that we're like the, the somebody and somebody of Ninja. And I don't mm. know who he was talking about. I remember that. And I also didn't know who he was talking yeah, about. Yeah. It must be like an HGTV couple or something. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. They build things. That's fun. Um, she's like a designer and he's a builder, which is a really nice marriage. There you go. Perfect for when you want to build a house. Or a Ninja course in your backyard. Yeah. That too. 
Very slow and steady through the course. He's got about 45 seconds left when he gets to the top of the warped wall and manages to finish with just four seconds to spare. So this seems to be uh, just the right pace. If you don't make any mistakes and you're just going slow and steady, uh, you probably want to be going a little faster, though, in case you do make a mistake. But overall, he finishes the course and uh, he'll be on stage two. We'll see his grandpa again. Yes. Then we get to Garrett Lamb who uh, face plants on the spin your wheels dismount. Um, we didn't see too many people fall on spin your wheels, though a lot of people do get hung up on it. Uh, but he uh, he did. He fell. Yeah, it's the only obstacle that takes a long time that we've seen here. Other yeah. than, than the twist and fly. I think a lot of people that you just kind of like need to get used to the the, the path of the uh, the wheel um, before you feel comfortable. Because I feel like a lot of time a lot, a lot of the time, like people could jump off, but they didn't know that they could have jumped off. And so they have to go again. And so, yeah, yeah, it's I imagine it's really hard to tell from up there. Yeah. Then we got Caitlin Bergstrom, who did like uh, a, a back fall from the double dipper um, when she went to uh, do the make the landing. She kind of fell backwards. Mm-hmm. They called it a backflip. It was not a backflip. No, it was she just fell backwards. <laughs> yes. If that's a backflip, then I can do a backflip. Yeah, we saw. Uh, who did we see? Was it Brett Sims do a, like an actual backflip off of the spin your wheels yes. or something? That's a yeah. backflip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Scott Barons, who rolled right off the course on tire run because he was like roll tide or something. I think he's from Alabama. Sure. Okay. It it was an Akbarism. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to Tiana Weberly. Who's going to take on the course here? Uh, and she's doing pretty well. She was very good on spin your wheels, actually. Um, and she gets to the double dipper, and uh, and Akbar is like, "Oh, here we go! Take that right, just like a roller coaster. Yeah, put your seatbelt on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is something you need to do on a roller coaster. And she did. It's very important. She put her yeah. seatbelt on. She got through. Yeah, good for her. Probably that obstacle would be a lot easier if there was a seatbelt. I imagine so. <laughs> Although, it'd be hard to take it off. It's another obstacle. Yeah. Uh, you see Flex on the sidelines uh, saying like, uh, go, you got to go because she's uh, hesitating a lot on tire run. Yeah. Literally every time they cut to like the ninja's friends in the crowd, it's always just them saying like, all right, go, mm-hmm. keep going, move faster. Um, so she ends up uh, getting onto the tire and she uh, she kind of like moves forward and then and then back and then she's kind of like back and forth on the on the tire but she does manage to get through it uh but not without having wasted a decent amount of time and uh she's only got 35 seconds left at the warped wall when she gets there uh which means that she is not going to have enough time to finish even if she does get up the wall which she unfortunately does not yeah, obviously it didn't matter for Tiana cuz she wasn't going to finish anyway, but the warped wall is really just like this girl is 5'3", and like there are people who you can see. I know that I mentioned this next week, but there are people that you can see have bad technique, especially like we'll see like big red later, like Literally stumbles on it, and, yeah. and yeah. we'll just grab it. And it's it's the one obstacle that is like so ridiculously disproportionately unfair to uh, to small people. Yes. Uh, so she is going to uh, to fail on the wall here. And that's going to be it for Tiana Weberly. But we do get Seth Rogers, a.k.a. Big Red. He's up next. Uh, yeah. We see footage of him in the stands 
watching Josh Levin when he is, uh, I think we already got all of this before. I think this is one of those repeat packages. Um, <laughs> we see if he's been training since he was 13. It's cool, but I remember seeing it like either mm-hmm. earlier this year or whenever it was. Uh, but, uh, but he, uh, Brian Kretsch and Josh Levin there cheering him on from the sidelines. Yeah. Josh Levin made it to Vegas. Yes. I, I pointed that out yes, last time. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't listen when you talk. Clearly. Um, Seth Rogers, he's six foot three. And that is going to help him uh, a bit here on the course. Uh, he gets hung up on spin your wheels. He takes time on that transfer transfer uh, on the tire run, um, then slips on the tire and barely holds on uh, with that very large frame uh, and then trips up the warped wall. As you said, he basically just like trips on it and then grabs but he's tall enough that he's able to get up then uh, is able to speed through the rest of the course and manages to uh, complete the course, uh, gives a thumbs up on his buzzer press. Yeah, not the cleanest run we've ever seen, but good for him. Yes. Then we had Matt Dolce, who rolled onto the course on his one wheel, which I didn't know was a thing that you What's called. What's one wheel? It's just, he, there was like platforms for his feet and then oh, one big yeah. fat tire. Yeah, I, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, a one wheel to me would just be a unicycle. Right. But uh, he fell on the two wheels of Spin Your Wheels. Yeah, makes sense. Well, he probably only fell on one of those wheels. Well, who knows? Unless he was like holding both of them and then fell. I mean, do you need to be touching both of them to have fallen on both of them? Uh, I think, yeah. I what think if you still... jump from one to the other and fall. Yeah, then that's falling on both. But I think he fell in the dismount. Probably. <laughs> then it was Julius Ferguson, a.k.a. Black Jules, the rapper. Uh, and he got rocked by the fourth obstacle. Get it? Because Jules. Or because rap and rock are both genres of music. Maybe, but I think probably because a jewel is like a rock. Mm. And by like a rock, I mean is a rock. I don't know. I feel okay. like it could go either way. Maybe it works on multiple levels. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 were, they were not super confident about uh, the two-wheel one because it was mm-hmm. only one wheel, so they had to really double down the next one, make it available on all, all levels. Uh, then was Dustin Rocco, who is the RV ninja. And, oh, well, uh, he could get rocked. Well, he didn't. He just fell in the cargo net. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then we get to Brian Burke, the Birkinator. Yes. And I remember him. Yes, we got a package uh, from uh, from him, and we saw his mom with her hair. And her his mom's sister that has the exact same hair. Who also has the hair. Yeah, that... That was like when um, when Jamie Ron is running the course or something like that, when like everybody has green hair <laughs> to support him. That's what yeah. it felt like. But I think it was actually just their hair. No. Yeah, they look great. Yes. Um, and so uh, he is going to take on the course here uh, doing pretty well until the double dipper where he actually gets too much momentum on it and uh, the bar he's going so fast that the bar comes off of the second dipper and he just kind of slams against the dismount pad and falls back yeah but amazing rookie year 
Yes. And we're going to see a lot of other uh, people have the same problem as Brian Burke here. Um, so the way that they handle it is if they're going too fast, you'll see them uh, pull the bar down onto the track. Uh, and and so he didn't do that. He, mm-hmm. he just kind of let the bar fly forward. Um, and so uh, that's uh, probably a mistake that he will correct in the future if he uh, if he's if he comes back. Hey, he said that he'll be back. Yes. Then we have Sean Bryan. God, this is so depressing. And uh, obviously right away, I was like, this is too early for Sean Bryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, right from the start, I had a terrible feeling beyond just like that. He was early, even just like the way he walks up. I literally wrote. He's looking really ominous walking up to the start line. Like, what do you mean? He, he like walks up. He looks super serious. And like, he's got kind of, he's got kind of like bags under his eyes. Like I almost like he looks, he looks tired. Um, yeah. like, he, like something looks wrong here. Um, and there was no package. And I was just like, oh man, this is just like, this feels weird. And he, so he's going through the course and he's doing pretty well as he does. But like, I, I, the whole time I just felt like something felt off. And then he jumps into the jumping spider and, uh, dislocates his shoulder because he, um, he really slammed in on the right side uh, because his jump was a little off to the left. And so uh, he immediately, uh, you know, he takes one sort of step forward in the jumping spider and just immediately has to let go with his right arm. And he just he can't move from there because it's completely dislocated. He has to climb out of the jumping spider. And I was just like, wow, like the, I, I wrote like that one just felt bad from the jump. Like the whole time I just felt like something felt off. Um, and now I'm even more annoyed about the angry birds because Sean should have had a safety pass mm-hmm. because they are able to get his arm back in. And he's like, Oh, thank God. Um, yeah. And, and he could have gone again. Yeah. I would imagine. So I don't know much about like dislocated shoulders or anything like that, but, um, it seems like once it pops back in, everything is relatively fine. Maybe yeah. you probably wouldn't want to aggravate it again so soon, but, uh, but, but for still. the chance at a million dollars, you yeah, would probably give it a try. Um, but man, this 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 whole thing just felt off to me, like for, right, right from the beginning. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but um, it makes sense. Honestly, like I wasn't even worried that there wasn't a package because we also still had Drew and Jesse to go. But I felt like maybe they were saving Sean Bryan's package for stage two or whatever. I mean, this is also now that Sean and Najee are both out. I'm like, come on. I want some mystery about who's going to win. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, like I want Drew to win. But I would like there to be some competition. And I honestly don't really want the kid to win. Like, so I don't know. I wanted these big names to stay in so that I had like a lot of horses in the race. Yeah. And and that's that's part of the problem that I have here is that like, okay, fine. You're telling us that somebody is going to win. Okay, at least at least I have like which one. Yeah. But that in combination with the events of what's happening, uh, Najee gone, Sean gone, we'll talk about Joe. Yeah. Uh, like it's, you're really starting to narrow the field down for me here. Um, yeah. and not in a way that I'm enjoying. Uh, no. so, and it's, it's a lot of people that you're, you're feeling like it's going to be drew. It's going to be a rando, not a rando, but you know, it's somebody that is like pretty new, um, like in the case of Isaac or Jeff, or it's going to be one of these young kids. 
And it's like, uh, I don't know if this is like the most fun way to do this. The thing that annoys me the most is that this is the perfect start to a victory, to a total yeah. victory mm-hmm. that it seems like, wow, like the field is really narrowing. This this is looking dire uh, to have somebody unexpectedly rise out of those ashes. Yeah. would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, uh, it's really just sort of taking the bite away and it's kind of smoothing out the whole experience, which uh, not as fun. Hey, it will ultimately be worth it if like a Ryan Stratus wins yeah. or freaking like Lauren Ball. Like that'll yeah. be awesome. So next up was Karsten Williams, who has failed on a different obstacle every year on stage one. He says he's a top ninja. Just something's always gone wrong. Uh, a lot of confidence, they say Karsten Williams has. Um, and so he uh, he's going to take on the course here. He almost nudges himself on the, mm-hmm. the tire of tire on, but uh, manages to complete the course. Yeah, you never want to be used as a verb yeah. in American Ninja Warrior. Uh, he says, hey, I'm going all the way. Can't stop me. All right. Do we think that this is uh, some some editing, some foreshadowing? No, I think they're saying he has a lot of confidence. <laughs> OK, um, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Then we had Maddie Howard, who fell on the dismount of the double dipper. Um, Akbar says, stupid Shana, nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, somebody asked us on Twitter what uh, what a Shana na is because they're a new listener. That yeah. poor soul. Um, <laughs> Shana na is just something that Akbar says when somebody goes down uh, and he's like all excited about it. And uh, last year we were counting the Shana na's. It's kind of one of those like when you learn a foreign language and you learn that the, they have like a word that means a lot of different things in English. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Akbar has a little bit of his own language and Shanana is like a catch all term for like disappointment, sympathy, uh, excitement. Uh, you know, it's Shanana. Yeah. Shock oh. as well. Yeah. And this, this was a stupid Shanana. Stupid Shanana. Um, and then we got Anthony DeFranco who almost fell on the cargo net, but managed to hook in with his leg, but then timed out. Um, and then Dave Kavanaugh, who has the safety pass and did not have to use it. He completed the course. Mm -hmm. It's still very highly technically uh, attached to his shorts. Yes. Then we got Drew Dreschel. I was like, oh, he's (laughs) running real early. (laughs) Drew Dreschel part one. Yeah. Um, Sporting a beard. Okay. We know that I love a beard. I don't know. I if was this wondering is, if you would have uh, this opinion. I don't know if this is if this suits him. Yeah, I think it needs to be grown out a little more. Yeah, it looks kind of drawn on his face. Mm. Um, I also think that maybe he should try just a mustache. There you go. Uh, that, would, that would look good on him. Lead a beard advice corner. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe he's growing it because he's like, I am going to be a father now. I must look fatherly. <laughs> yes. I must look wise. I did laugh at the package um, of yes. them baby shopping and him rocking the cradle. Be like, how aggressive is too aggressive? <laughs> yeah, we got like a whole package about them shopping at a baby store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I were April, like they cut to her when he when he falls. And I'm just thinking in her mind, like, oh, my God, I have been putting up with this 
this job for so many years. And now that we finally really need the million dollars, because mm. uh, we've got a baby coming, now he falls on stage one. Yes. Uh, but uh, very exciting for, for Drew and his uh, his wife girlfriend girlfriend um and uh we'll you know hopefully not see more of what we saw on this first <laughs> run um I will say again, Drew felt a bit off, even on this first run. He took a lot of extra swings on spin your wheels, um, and then he ends up slipping in that Najee spot. Uh, he, he, you know, I will say he felt, he, this felt mostly Drew-like. It felt good most of the time, but he did end up falling there on that, uh, that spot. And, um, yeah, uh, Akbar says to this one, I'm not gonna lie. That right there was Sha Na Na. Wow. <laughs> So many different inflections. Um, this is the first time he has ever fallen on stage one. As he gets out of the water, he rips off the safety pass. And uh, like this is exactly what I wanted the safety pass to be. Yeah. Just like uh, for, for this particular circumstance. Yeah, him and Flip. Well, Flip, I wanted him to use it on stage two. Well, yeah. But you think that Drew is not going to need it. Drew, like Drew is like he's going to mess up on stage one or like Drew can easily beat stage two, whereas Flip has a lot of trouble with stage two. I don't think he's ever Mm -hmm. beaten stage two. Um, And so uh, like it's it's much more necessary for Flip in stage two than I think Drew. Drew just needs a safety pass for a fluke fall like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Next up was Alyssa Beard, and we get the reset that she hit the buzzer two years ago. We were there for it. Yes, we were. It was very exciting. I cried. Yes. Then she fell on the first obstacle last year, so she's here for redemption. Mm-hmm. She yeah. might have had it, but uh, she is really slow on tire run. She's clearly very nervous about this obstacle. Um, she gets to the tire. She jumps on it and it starts to roll back. And so what you do here is she's running forward uh, to, to, to stay up on onto the top of the tire. But as she's running forward, she's running very quickly forward. And as it stops, it kind of jolts 
her backwards and it moves the other way. Uh, and Aquaman's oh, she was going forward, then backward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is actually good at maintaining her balance on it, but she literally catches her own foot when she's mm-hmm. running. You can see in the slow mo, she like trips over her own foot a little bit, and that's it. Yeah, there's a big jolt when the when the tire stops rolling, um, and that's actually going to almost get a few other people as well. Um, but it does get Alyssa here, and uh, that's going to be it for her season. Absolutely no shame in going out as the, at the same spot as Drew Dreschel and Najee Richardson. Yes. Um, then we got Chad Flexington. They made a really big deal out of Chad Flexington. Which was particularly insulting because it was right before the montage that Joe Morovsky was a part of. <laughs> yeah. We got a package for Chad Flexington, which was basically the same exact package we got the last time we saw Chad Flexington. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, okay, fine. He's going to complete like we're wasting this time on him. He's going to complete the course, whatever. But he doesn't. He uh, he kind of, you know, slams into the double dipper dismount, loses his mullet. um, And oh, he's got a personality bigger than Hulk Hogan. Okay. Okay. I mean, it seems like he has the same personality as Hulk Hogan. And like. Look, I don't know Chad Flexington personally. <laughs> you don't. Um, I thought you guys got brunch on weekends. But this was not a good spot to be. I did not like this um, <laughs> because he's going to fail here. We're going to get into a montage starting with Verdale Benson, uh, who um, <laughs> who goes out on the double dipper and Akbar says, oh, my goodness. Right in the goody good. Ew. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It also wasn't. <laughs> Um, then Tyler Smith, who is the bug ninja, and he completes the course. I thought uh, Eric Middleton was the bug ninja. No, he's the entomologist entomologist ninja, ninja or something. Uh, then Joe Morovsky montaged. What the hell? Hey, what did I say? Joe Morovsky's not winning this year. I want to know <laughs> what Joe Morovsky did to piss off the producers of this show because. <laughs> That is clearly to me what's happening here. Yeah. Um, I also just quickly want to note that uh, Chad Flexington inspired your favorite thing, which is a USA chant twice. Oh, lovely. So I think I think more uh, incentive for you to not be on the Chad Flexington train. It felt like it was on purpose that they put Chad Flexington with a big package that we had already seen before, mm-hmm. uh, right before Joe Morovsky, who was the last man standing two seasons ago, got montaged on stage one on a season where somebody wins. Like you basically just told us it's not Joe. Yeah. Well, I already told you that I, you did, but, <laughs> uh, but with Sean going out, I would have been like, okay, Joe's a huge contender at this point. Yeah. Not the case. He was definitely, uh, sort of, you know, glossed over in, uh, in the qualifying rounds. Um, definitely. Uh, if anything, I think they enjoyed showing his runs those times without much fanfare because he failed and they got to point out that he failed. Um, like, uh, Oh, Joe didn't do it. First time not completing a qualifying course. Uh, oh, oh, he failed the city final course. Also, man, Joe just not on his game this season. Oh, and yeah, he completed stage one. Uh, and uh oh, here he goes again. I'm sure we're going to see him fail uh, whenever it happens. Um, it, this is just uh, this is not a good look for me, uh, for for the for the for the people who run this show. I don't know. We we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe he's going to be a stuntman on Wonder Woman. 
Maybe, maybe. But uh, look, uh, it's like Joe Morov- uh, Joe Morovsky is the kind of person that I watched the entire season to see in Vegas. Like not seeing him run is is like, what am I what am I watching the show for at this point? I guess I mean, he's that big a deal to you. He's he's one. He is, in my opinion, uh, it's Drew, Joe, Najee, Sean. Like those are the people, Uh, you know, Sean's getting up there um, uh, and Najee is certainly, uh, you know, getting up there. But Drew and Joe are like the top two ninjas in my in my view. They were they have been the last men standing standing the last couple of seasons uh, running. So like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, disappointing and again especially in the light of somebody's gonna win and so now without even him falling he's out of contention they're not gonna they're not gonna do this if he won I feel unless he really pissed them off and they really like just completely undersell it but that's not what they're doing they're they're hyping it up so no yeah if they were promoting a winner then they're gonna be proud of that winner yeah Um, so pretty annoying Pretty nice. All right. I, yeah, I am not as upset by this as you are, but I respect your. Uh, you've also been watching the show longer than I have. Well, like, like imagine if they just montaged Drew. Yeah, that's like, true. I, don't I feel know. like this is pretty pretty <laughs> close to that. Yeah, I guess. Um. All right. Next up was Jody Avila, the big dog ninja, <laughs> yeah. who has a secret to reveal. Finally, uh-huh. after all of these years. He's actually afraid of dogs. Yeah, and we talked about how he looked not happy when yes. Akbar gave him his nickname. And A, it's not a great nickname, so we just thought it was that. But also, he doesn't like dogs. <laughs> Who knew? It's a, knew. We're, we're finally full circle. We're full, we, we had the right read here. It was really funny um, that like we they actually had the security footage yeah of him hiding from the dog i know they have the footage of him be he was bitten by a dog he jumps into a truck and uh-huh. has to call his wife how have we not seen this footage before i don't know how yeah. is this not like his main thing when he joined the show like this is fantastic it's really good footage. I also really just wish that um, the the story of him going to the dog shelter to like uh, become not afraid of dogs anymore ended with him adopting a dog. <laughs> I think that's the next step. Yeah. So he, he goes to the shelter to get over his fear of dogs. I will say also, though, uh, his wife, she, she was like, he's a big guy. He shouldn't be afraid of dog. Like he was big dog like give him a break just because he's a big guy he's not gonna be a dogs can do some major damage yeah but uh i don't know just being bit by one dog doesn't mean you have to be afraid of all dogs okay okay that's uh i've been scratched by a cat before i'm not afraid oh, of cats. Been scratched by a cat before yeah um, what? he clearly wasn't that injured he didn't have to go to the hospital look dogs dogs can kill you uh they can uh it's perfectly reasonable to be afraid of dogs and just because you're a big guy doesn't mean that you're any less capable of being killed by a dog and uh i i i would be i i would be like uh like if if my if my you know future wife was like uh oh get <laughs> over yourself you got bit by a That's dog That's not what she was saying she was being funny he was like, he's a big guy. He shouldn't be jumping in the back of his truck like a baby. It was funny. Also, his wife uh, famously is like 5'2". Um, so I just wanted to see them next to each other. Um, but no, I mean, 
listen, I'm afraid of everything. You can be afraid of whatever you want. Um, but I would encourage you to not be afraid of dogs because dogs are great. Yes. Uh, well, it's it's good that he is trying to not be afraid of dogs. Yes. Um, but uh, there's there's no shame in being afraid of dogs either. <laughs> yes. Even but, if you um, are a big man named the Big Dog Ninja. Yes. Well, especially if your name is the Big Dog Ninja, I feel like you you it's good for him to work on that. Well, fear. he didn't choose it. That's true. <laughs> but he can't get rid of it now. Um, so he actually handles the double dipper really well. This is again, uh, what I was talking about earlier, uh, with the Birkinator that, uh, that he was able to sort of bring the bar down onto the track, even though it was going off the track. So he, uh, he does that really well. Um, the, uh, he gets to tire run and the tire spins. He gets Najid. He reaches out. He gets one hand on the wheel, but because of, because he's so tall, but he is not able to hold on and he goes down. Yeah. Very sad for the big dog ninja, but I'm very glad that we got this package. Yes. Next up was Ethan Swanson, who was very fast, very smooth through the course. Um, really just not much to critique here. Uh, I loved his technique on tire run. Um, he probably handled it the best of anyone that I saw. Uh, because there were there were plenty of people that did it really smoothly, but I felt like that was risky. That's what that's what Najee tried to do. But sometimes if you're not perfect on it, you know, it's going to it's going to kind of roll either be uh, behind you or in front of you. And at that point, it's basically like a, a balance obstacle, only you're in less control of, of where you land because you're spinning, you're you know dismounting from uh, from a wheel that's kind of hard to get a good uh, it, it kind of it wobbles. So it's hard to like really get a good sense of, you know, what your jump is going to be. Um, what Ethan Swanson did was uh, he kind of like landed on it, like felt where he where he stood on it, did a little hop. And then kind of jumped from there to make sure that he was he was stable before he made the jump. And I felt like that was a, a good way to do it. Yeah. But, you know, Ethan Swanson, he laughs in the face of risks and danger because he what jumps off of buildings. There you go. And they won't let us forget it. There you go. Uh, so he managed to beat Daniel Gill's time by one second, which does, in fact, mean that they intentionally gave Daniel that uh, that fastest slot in the first episode. He wasn't episode. even. Yeah, he was the third fastest overall. Yep. So important to note. Yep. Next up was Alex Blick, who went to school on the course, completed it. OK, was is he like a teacher? Like a student, a student, a student. OK, then Josh Salinas, who uh, was wearing a like shirt with like a blinking heart, like Iron Man was doing Iron Man poses the whole time. Oh, OK. He's like the Iron Ninja. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe he just really likes Iron Man. I uh, personally don't. You, you don't like Iron Man? <laughs> no. I don't like Robert Downey Jr. Um, I don't like the the character of Tony Stark. I've obviously never seen Avengers or Iron Man, but he is in the <laughs> beginning. He's in the beginning of that one Spider-Man movie that was really boring, Homecoming. Oh, wow. You really hot takes the left and right. You also didn't like Homecoming. No, uh, but I finally saw Into the Spider-Verse. That was a very good one. Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. I liked it more than um, most other superhero movies. I still didn't like it as much as the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Okay. But I, I thought it was nice. I thought it was fun. There's so many celebrities in it. Anyway, Iron Man is in a Spider-Man movie that I have seen and I found him annoying. I hate Robert Downey Jr. Hate him. Um, all right. So uh, I guess Josh Salinas uh, does not have Lita's support by proxy uh, of... <laughs> 
Iron Man and then proxy of uh, Robert Downey Jr. and not liking Spider-Man movies. And so... Uh, no, I like Spider-Man movies fine. The only superhero movies I do like are Spider-Man movies. Okay. I just thought Homecoming was really boring, but I've heard that Far From Home, the next one, is that yes. the next one with Zendaya? Um, I've heard that, that that I will like that one more, so I'm going to watch that one. I mean, if you didn't like the first one, honestly, they're not that different. Yeah, but Zendaya is in the other one more. She I've heard that the, that the second one has more romance. There was no romance. In she Homecoming. is pretty great. Yeah. So um, I, I didn't like that there was a lot of action and no romance. Yeah. Then, yeah, you, you'd probably enjoy this one more. Yeah. Um, Into the Spider-Verse, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. I think that's what everybody says. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, very fun. I'm glad that Catherine Hahn uh, has relevance to millennials. <laughs> okay. She plays she plays Doctor Octavia. Uh, so Josh Selena, he seems to have fun with uh, with the run here. He really uh, doing lots of like superhero poses throughout the the uh, the run. He completes the course. Then we got Hunter Gerard, who almost fell victim to the same sort of bouncing on the tire that Alyssa did, but he managed to recover. Uh, again, he was kind of like running on it and then it bounces back as it, uh, as it stops. And, uh, but he managed to stay on and he will complete the course, as will Tyler Gillette. Yeah. And for those who don't remember, uh, Hunter Gerard is the lizard ninja who yes. almost got uh, the safety pass. Yes. Then we get to Grant McCartney who comes out in jean shorts. And this was great because I was like, You're, this, this feels like style over function here, Grant. Um, and then <laughs> Akbar literally says, I don't know about those jorts. Yeah. Akbar is the voice of the people. He's saying Truly. what we're all thinking. Um, he loses a lot of time on spin your wheels. And uh, then he gets to the jumping spider. And Akbar says, I hope those jorts have some stretch to them. <laughs> those got to be some stretchy jorts. Yeah, thankfully they do. Or he's just really tall, so he doesn't really need to stretch. Yeah. Uh, then he gets to tie around and Hopper's like, gotta keep those feet nice and hot. Yeah. Uh, I miss his dad. Grant's dad. Where's well, he been? He's been on the sidelines. Yeah, but we, I need more interviews with him. Well, we got one amazing quote from him. As here's, I never here's, the, here's the problem. Is that uh, Grant's dad wants him to eat a lot. And Grant is going to explain that there was a lot of candy that he didn't eat. In his in his interview. And so I feel like uh, his, maybe his dad is trying to get him to eat all things. And Grant's like, no, not the candy. His dad is sabotaging him. <laughs> I will bulk up for this season, but not with candy. Mm, that sounds like a great way to bulk up. Um, he barely holds on to the tire, uh, barely grabs the wall, um, but he is going to complete the course and jump off of the uh, the stage one tower there into the water. Yeah, and then Zuri's like, oh, you topped it all with a cannonball. That wasn't a cannonball. No, it was like a, he grabbed his crotch. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. And then let go. Like, it wasn't protective. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it was a dance move. Yeah, an ode to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um, then we got to Jeff Harris, the Waste Warrior. Yeah. In a big trash outfit. Yes, I liked his garbage cape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he got dumped by the double dipper. No, oh, but we love recycling. He's not trash talking this course. Wait, there were two of them? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess it was uh, pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty low hanging fruit. Then we had Ben Wales, who was the only walk on to make stage two. He completed the course. Good for him. I don't yeah. remember anything about him. Well, he's now the prince of the walk ons, I believe they said. Oh, because the king was Dave Kavanaugh? Probably. Got it. <laughs> 
Michael Torres is next. He was wearing jeans and had his safety pass on them. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have to use it because he completed the course. Yeah, he's really uh, very, very good. And yeah. I hadn't really thought about him before this year. But he got montaged, so. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, then we got to Jesse Graf. Uh, it's, I, she was talking about how she has completed the course. And she was like, yeah, three years ago. And I was like, it's not three years ago. Oh, my God. It was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We were podcasting about it. What mm-hmm. was this? Season eight? Mm-hmm. Season nine? Yeah. Um, it was our first year podcasting about it, I think. Maybe. I remember uh, yes. being in a hotel room. Yeah, season seven is when they won. Yeah, I remember being in a hotel room somewhere and crying really hard, but I don't remember where. <laughs> yes, uh, she, she talks about how she missed last year for Wonder Woman, and she is super excited to be back uh, and all that stuff. Is Wonder Woman 1984 the full title of the original Wonder Woman movie? No, I think it's the new one. Oh, okay, because they kept calling it, they kept calling it Wonder Woman 1984, but it's not out yet. And I thought that she was filming for the Wonder Woman that came out last summer. No, yeah, it's uh, currently re- release date is in 2020, June of 2020. Wow, it's long post production there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I thought it was so weird. Um, but all right, that's fun. Is it like dystopian? Dystopian? Yeah, because it's 1984. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't think so. It's a prequel to the previous one. It's not like Big Brother. Will Orwell the Owl be there? Uh, well, you can only hope. Yeah. But uh, I imagine it's more, you know, beating people up than like commenting on society. Hmm. I don't know. There's some violence in 1984. Yeah, but that's a little more commenting on society than beating people up, I think. Yeah, but the rats beat up his face. Spoiler alert. <laughs> When he has to wear the rat mask. Man, we're spoiling so many things in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, okay. If you ever read 1984 by George Orwell, spoiler alert, you've only had many years to read it. All right. Well, Jesse is going to take on this course. Uh, she does get hung up on Spin Your Wheels quite a bit there and then spends a lot of time setting up on the Double Dipper and... That's going to be it. She, uh, in the transfer to the second bar on the double dipper, it looks like she held on to the first bar a little too long. And that is, I think, what, uh, what caused her to ultimately whiff as she goes to grab the next bar. Um, I loved how she said, Yes, I was going to bring this Normally, up too. I'm really good at grabbing bars with a switch grip, like uh, as I'm tr- like spinning, like the flying air. through the air. But yeah. uh, for whatever reason, I missed this one. Only to, like, yeah, I have that on my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's one of my special skills, uh, grabbing a bar with a switch grip while flying through the air. Only somebody like Jesse Graff would be able to differentiate her skills. And like, like she's that. totally serious about it, too. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not, it's not like a joke. And, and not only is she serious about it, but like, I take her seriously. I, like, her. I completely yeah. believe her as well. Yeah. I'm sure that this is something that is within her skill set. Yeah. Um, my thought was that we saw a lot of, uh, of, of the competitors fail the double dipper on kind of fluky things like this last year. Um, mm-hmm. But she wasn't there last year. We saw right. a lot of them kind of correct their mistakes and a lot of them managed to get through it this year. Um, I wonder if it is having missed that opportunity to either fail on it or at least have some that experience on it that uh, that ultimately cost Jesse here uh, in the same way that somebody like Joe failed it last year. Yeah, because it's not even that she didn't get to try it before. She couldn't even be there to observe it. Yeah, she wasn't even on the sidelines. So. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be it for Jesse Graff. This we still season, love you, Jesse. No female finishers of stage one. 
great. Again, Love it. It's, so it just still feels like it still feels like there sh- there should be that there certainly could have been, but but just once again. Just- Oh, we didn't talk about this at the top, but did you like them uh, trying to pay Sandy Zimmerman some of her <laughs> some of her dues at the beginning? They were like, "Here to show us an obstacle is the first mother up the warped wall, Sandy Zimmerman," because she should have freaking qualified. Well, they did. They did uh, kind of correct. They said that she was the first mother to hit a buzzer. Okay, whatever. I don't care about that. But I just mean that uh, they realized that it was because of some fluky rule that she didn't qualify. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, then we get to Drew Jeschel part two. And I was like, all right, here we go. Final run of the episode. They're like, after Drew will be the the kid. Damn okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. The kid's going after Drew. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, telling. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Drew, he's going to take on the course once again. Um, his, his girlfriend is just losing it on the sidelines as he goes on tire run. She's just like, Oh my God. Uh, but he gets through tire run cleanly. Uh, he does complete the course, not happy about it. Like, why can I just done that the first time? And I will say this one in particular, really, it felt off to me. The whole run just didn't feel like classic drew. Like he was doing fine, but it was a little less like sure of himself, a little less smooth than I'm used to seeing from drew. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising that he's a little shaken. Well, I wonder if it's because he's shaken or if there's just something a little bit off uh, this oh, season, like like, uh, which is why why he might might have fallen in the first place. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm I'm interested to see him on stage two. Um, obviously, he's got to be the front runner to win the whole thing right now. Yeah. But uh, but you never know. And uh, I, I, you know, it. He was definitely definitely felt a little bit off here, especially I on mean, this second run. Yeah, and he's going through a huge lifestyle change mm-hmm. in his life. I wouldn't be surprised if it impacted his training or his emotional state um you know when something is introduced to your life that's perhaps bigger than ninja yeah that's that's got to be uh that's got to have an impact yeah so we'll uh we'll see because then we get to matisse the kid awadi mm-hmm. and i'm I, like i was trying to as they did this package because they even did like the big montage of like uh, coming up on American Ninja Warrior. Uh, you know, we've got lots of fun things and like <laughs> it all kind of built into the kids run. Um, and I was just like, is it should I just accept this? Should I try to like just buy into the hype here? And ultimately, my conclusion was if you would just cut his hair. I feel like I could get into this. <laughs> I don't even think it's that it's it's legitimately nothing against the kid. Yeah. I think that he seems great. It's just that if we are going to have a winner and we've said this before, it seems a little unsatisfying that it is someone so young that has so much time ahead of him. Well, so here here's my logic on this. I think his hair makes him look younger than he actually is. Uh granted he's still very young. He's 20. But I feel like if he cut his hair, he would look older. And it would be easier to just be like, okay, fine. We're, We're good. just going to pretend that he's, that he's an older veteran. Um, uh, cause like, you don't, he's just like, uh, he still looks like a teenager, even though he is now in his twenties. Um, and, uh, you don't want to see a teenager win a million dollars. Yeah. It, well, I don't want to see a 20 year old win a million dollars either. I'm, I'm deeply concerned by this because, uh, the 21 year olds that we have seen win survivor, mm. uh, 
Sophie Clark excluded, uh, their lives have not turned out very well. Well, I'll say this, you know, uh, I think American Ninja Warriors have a big leg up on survivor players in the sense that they're already living like healthy lifestyles and uh, probably more responsible and have lots of good people surrounding them. I just hope that uh, his parents are ready to claim responsibility for that million dollars for a couple more years. Yeah. um, So, uh, but of course, uh, this in this case, Akbar, not with me, Akbar during the kids run says hat always backwards looking cool gold chain he is the epitome of cool i don't think a 20 year old will ever be the epitome of cool you never know yeah maybe i don't know i i like him he seems fine uh, i do think that they are just really setting up this daniel gill versus the kid thing mm-hmm. yeah uh, obviously he's got the safety pass um he will not have to use it though he does really scare akbar <laughs> on tire Tire run as he uh, he has to make a one handed save, basically what Jody Avila tried to do but failed. Um, he almost nudges himself, but manages to save it with one hand. And Aqua says, "Don't you scare me like that, young boy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, calling him young boy not helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um. I and again, like I'm I'm just frustrated that like I think I I think that like if I if I just started watching the show now or if 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 he wasn't like hyped up in the way that he was, I feel like he would be one of my favorite ninjas. Like I I, I love the the idea that he has been somebody who was training for a long time before yeah. he was even able to compete. He was a big fan. And uh, and like now he's here and he's he's he's, you know, really killing it. And like that's kind of what we've seen in Sasuke is that like the people who consistently do well, the course is balanced kind of to them and Mm -hmm. so it's hard for them to win because they're constantly anytime they do slightly better the course gets slightly harder and so uh it's like a little bit back and forth like that it's kind of the newcomers that can come in and really just like have an entirely different skill set or an entire different like uh like um standard for competing that have the best chance to win and then the course gets balanced to them at that point uh and things start to change and so and this show is like a show that is geared towards a lot of younger people. Mm-hmm. So when they can see somebody who is like not that far off from their age, it's more of an inspiration to them. Yeah. And so like, uh, like I, I could absolutely see myself being like a huge, uh, the kid fan. You're going to um, be a kid stan. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just, I hate how he is sort of marketed, uh, on the show. And, uh, and again, I wouldn't like, this would be, I would be much more excited about this if i if it wasn't like who's gonna be the winner yeah and uh and then all of a sudden like it's like super hyped up and it's just like uh i i want to be excited if he's the winner i don't want to feel yeah. like uh like you're pushing this down my throat here it also fosters the thing that we love the most about american ninja warrior i think is that at its core it's not a competition between ninjas mm-hmm. but when we know there's going to be one winner it makes it a competition in our heads yeah I mean, theoretically, there could be more than one. I really doubt it. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> all right. So he is going to get the fastest time of the night by about by about 10 seconds. He will keep that safety pass. Um, so I have I have uh, I, I think that we will likely see him on stage three. 
Yeah. Um, so is the kid big in climbing? What What's his thing? What's his background? I mean, he seems to be more of like an all rounder. Like he is somebody yeah. that tr- that was he's 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 not really a climber. He's not really like a parkour he's, guy. He's, he's, he's like a ninja, ninja guy. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't really know what it will be like to see him on stage three. I don't remember if he's ever been on it, like in an all star or a skills thing. Oh, I don't think so. I feel like he uh, was on the team for uh, USA versus the world. Um, I don't remember him having success on stage three at the very least. Yeah. Um, let me just, let me just see here. Uh, yes, he was on team USA and he, let's see, did he run stage three? I don't remember. So I don't think they I don't think he took on stage three, but uh, I can't be 100 percent sure. Um, but either way, be interested to see him uh, if, if he is able to get there, if he is able to uh, to do that. I could definitely see the kid as a potential winner here. Oh, definitely. He's in contention. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I think we're right now, you know, we lost basically lost Joe. We lost Sean. Najee's out um, starting to look like. Probably Drew, Daniel Gill, mm-hmm. the kid. Maybe Adam Rail has a chance. Mm, I don't think they've been highlighting him enough. You know, not to read the edit on this completely, but I also uh, I'm gonna throw Ethan Swanson in there. Ethan Swanson, yeah, he's he's been having a good season, um, and I still think Ryan Stratus has a shot. Ryan Stratus in in, in there as a dark horse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, we'll we'll keep track of this as we head into stage two. I imagine by the end of stage two, we will have a very good idea of uh, of of who who's going to take it down because the field will be narrowed considerably, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm so excited for stage two. Yes, it's probably my favorite week of Ninja because stage three has so much of like, all right, like, I guess nobody's winning. (laughs) But uh, we've got we've got two more episodes left, which is unusual. Full episode for stage two. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very exciting. Yes. All right. So that's what we have for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I apologize for being so down on the episode, <laughs> but um, uh, I was I annoyed. Ha- yes, I know. Uh, we hope that Sean Bryant has made a full recovery yes. um, and we'll be back next year. Um, always a bummer to have an injury take somebody out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a review on a positive note. Um, this is from Nikki, Nikki Philly. Um, and who we love Uh, and this says best ninja podcast five stars when Lita and Taryn first started doing this podcast years ago I had never heard of Ninja Warrior before now I enjoy the show but sometimes skip a week but I will never skip a week of this podcast because it's just such a fun and sometimes wild ride there you go thank Thank you you so so much much. yes Yes. we uh, will also never skip a week even if it means that we have to do two weeks in one episode (laughs) yeah um, all right. So that's what we have for you. Thank you again for joining us. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taryn. Lita, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted and on Instagram at Lita Grammed. And they can find my writing on LitaWrote.wordpress.com. There you go. Uh, so we will be back next week for stage two. Just one, one episode away from the finale. Two weeks. Total victory. Yeah. Man, it's exciting. (laughs) Yes, you seem completely out of your mind with excitement. (laughs) All right. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja?
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.